0: Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chahan. Welcome to Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. Starting with an update on the Supreme Court hearing, the batch of petitions challenging dilution of Article 370 of the Constitution, which took away the special status of Jammu and Kashmir. The petitioners have been arguing for eight days now. The constitution bench hearing the matter comprises CJI Chandrachood, Justice SK Kaul Justice Sanjeev Khanna, Justice B.R. Gavai, and Justice Surya Khan. The petitioners appraised the bench today that the abrogation of Article 370, which pertains to a historically religious minority, is a regressive step and that the constitutional promise made to the people of Jammu and Kashmir must be upheld. Senior advocate, P.C. Sen also pointed out that there was no material on record to show why the imposition of President's Rule under Article 356 was necessary in Jammu and Kashmir right before the abrogation. Senior Advocate Chandra Uday Singh also argued today. He said that states could be interchanged with union territories under Article 3 because of the 18th Amendment. But the 18th Amendment was not applicable to Jammu and Kashmir on 5th August 2019. He emphasized that the conversion of the state into a union territory was separate from the abrogation of Article 370 itself. The Reorganization Act, apart from the abrogation, was very important for the people of Jammu and Kashmir. If this practice was allowed, then any party in power at the center, which also happens to be a party in power in a state, could convert the state by a simple majority in state legislature and simple majority in parliament. The Supreme Court today said that argument that application of the Constitution of India to Jammu and Kashmir would remain frozen after the dissolution of Jammu and Kashmir Constituent Assembly in 1957 could not be accepted. The court will continue to hear the matter tomorrow. You can watch the live proceedings from the Supreme Court on our YouTube channel. In another important update, the Supreme Court has orally remarked that enforcement directorate cannot be a law unto itself. This was while extending the interim protection from coercive action to certain Chhattisgarh government officials in the UP Police FIR over alleged making of duplicate holograms in connection with the liquor scam case. A bench comprising Justices Sanjay Kishan call and Sudhanshu Dholia was hearing the officials' plea against the scam case. Let me tell you, on 18th July, the Supreme Court restrained E.D. from proceeding with investigation in relation to the scam. This order was passed on petitioner's contention that the E.D. case was based on certain alleged offences under the Income Tax Act, which is not a scheduled offence under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. ED's primary mandate is to enforce the provisions of the PMLA, which primarily deals with money laundering offences. The petitioners, including IAS officer Atul Tuteja and his son Yash Tuteja, had contended that ED cannot proceed without a competent court taking cognizance of the scheduled offence. On the last hearing, the petitioners argued that in order to bypass the Supreme Court's order, ED had caused an FIR to be lodged with the UP police over allegations of forgery. The court had asked ED's counsel to get instructions as to when the information relating to the UP police FIR was obtained, whether before 18th July order or after the order. Now, additional solicitor general SV Raju submitted that ED had information regarding the offense of forgery before the Supreme Court's July 18th order the apex court then asked for its interim order directing up police to not take any coercive action in the fir registered against Chhattisgarh government officials to continue the case will next be heard on 26 september stay tuned all india quota or also known as AIQ, refers to a reservation system in our country that allocates a certain percentage of seats in educational institutions, particularly medical and dental colleges for candidates from across the country. But many colleges also have a rule where any seat obtained from such quota, if vacated, leads to a heavy fine. The rationale being that a candidate while vacating a seat deprives another deserving candidate of the state seat in a government medical college where the annual medical fee is very less. The Supreme Court has granted relief to a disabled student and lowered her penalty after she withdrew her admission from a PG medical course seat in Tamil Nadu. The petitioner was a candidate suffering from polio who initially obtained admission as a disabled student at a government medical college. However, she left the seat in the mop-up round and the counselling because she suffered from post-polio residual paralysis and a 63% disability and could no longer continue with the course owing to its long working hours. For vacating the seat, she was fined 15 lakh rupees as per the prospectus issued by the state of Tamil Nadu. Taking into consideration the petitioner's unique circumstances and without expressing any legal opinion on the matter, a bench comprising C.J.I. D.Y. Chandra Chud, Justice J.B. Pardewala and Justice Manoj Mishra ruled that the petitioner would be permitted to participate in further rounds of counselling. However, it stipulated that the petitioner must pay a reduced amount of five lakh rupees to the state of Tamil Nadu. The Supreme Court bench comprising justices Anirudh Bose and Sanjay Kumar today adjourned Jyoti Jagtap's bail hearing until September this year. Jyoti Jagtap is an activist and member of cultural organisation Kala Kabir Manch and has been accused by the National Investigation Agency of being responsible for the caste violence at Bhima Koregaon in Pune, which broke out in 2018. She has been lodged in jail since September 2020 for offences under the UAPA. The bench was hearing her petition challenging the Bombay High Court's decision to reject her bail application. In July this year, Supreme Court had postponed her bail hearing because verdicts on Veren Gonzalez and Arun Ferreira's bail pleas, who are the co-accused in the case, were anticipated. You already know that later that month, both Gonzalez and Ferreira were granted bail. Today, Jyoti Jebtap's hearing was postponed to September 21st, and the court orally remarked that deciding the bail application of the activist would involve a determination of whether her case fits the formula in which the bail pleas of co-accused Gonzalves and Ferreria was decided. The court has also directed NIA to file the counter-affidavit by 14th September. In another update, the Supreme Court today set aside the order of Kerala High Court, which suspended the conviction of Lok Sabha MP Mohammad Fezal in an attempt to murder case and has asked the High Court to take a fresh decision within six weeks. M.P. Faisal was convicted and sentenced to 10 years in prison by a sessions court in Kavarati, capital of Lakshadweep, which comes under the territorial jurisdiction of Kerala High Court. Following this, he was disqualified from the Lok Sabha. He challenged the conviction and it was suspended by the Kerala High Court. Further, his membership was restored back by the Lok Sabha Secretariat. The administration of Union Territory of Lakshwadeep and the complainant who accused the parliamentarian of attempting to murder him approached the Supreme Court challenging the order, suspending his conviction and the sentence. The bench today observed that the High Court had not considered the true position of law with respect to the manner in which an application for a stay on conviction must be considered. The bench said that the high court ought to have considered the application in its proper perspective and bearing in mind various judgments of the top court. Religious conversions in India have been a subject of ongoing debate and discussion due to our diverse religious landscape. Though converting to another religion is not illegal in India, but forceful conversion is against the fundamental right to practice religion of choice. Some states in India also have enacted anti conversion laws to regulate or restrict such conversions. The next update is on the case against Maulana Kaleem Siddiqui regarding religious conversions. Siddiqui, an Islamic scholar and president of Jamia Imam Waliullah Trust, has been accused of running a mass religious conversion racket through several organizations and schools he funded and by receiving funding from international organizations he was arrested by the anti-terrorist squad of uttar pradesh police in september 2021 in april this year the alabad high court granted him bail the uttar pradesh government has approached the supreme court against this verdict today the supreme court bench of justices aniruddh bose and sanjay kumar asked the state of up to pinpoint the specific role attributed to the islamic cleric The court said that the submissions made were voluminous and very general. And so, UP Additional Advocate General Garima Prasad was directed to provide a tabular statement on the specific role attributed to Siddiqui and the material that High Court considered before granting him bail. The matter will be heard next on 5th September. Stay tuned with us. The next update is regarding the RSS defamation case against Congress leader Rahul Gandhi. RSS worker Rajesh Kunte has accused Gandhi of defaming the Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh by making false and baseless allegations during an election rally in 2014 by allegedly holding RSS responsible for Mahatma Gandhi's assassination. In 2018, the Bhivandi court at Thane framed charges against Gandhi, where he pleaded not guilty and the case was set for trial. Now, the Congress leader has approached the Bombay High Court against an order passed by the Magistrate Court at Bhivandi, allowing transcripts of his alleged defamatory speech to be exhibited as evidence in the case. Gandhi claimed that in September 2021, Justice Revati Moite Dere had already dismissed Kunte's appeal to admit the transcript of his speech as evidence. Despite the said order, the magistrate allowed the petition along with the annexures to be exhibited as evidence. And one of the annexures was the transcript of his speech. Justice Sarang V. Kotwal of the Bombay High Court said that it would be appropriate for Justice Dere's bench to decide the issue since she was earlier seized of the matter. So Gandhi's plea will now be heard by the bench of Justice Revati Moite Dere. Stay tuned. To all the advocates practicing at the Supreme Court, let me tell you that the Supreme Court registry today issued a circular detailing comprehensive guidelines to streamline the process of filing written submissions and compilations before constitution benches and important final hearing cases. The guidelines are set to provide a structured framework for filing soft copies of written submissions and creating common compilations of essential documents, rules, precedents and timelines for oral arguments. The guidelines highlight that any additional materials must be filed only with the court's permission. Also, the practice directions outline precise formatting requirements with respect to font, Margin, line spacing, etc. Also, there will be a nomination of a nodal council comprising an advocate on record representing each side. This designated council will take on the responsibility of coordinating with all lawyers involved in the case. For more details on this, please visit our website at livelaw.in. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.LiveLaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.